after the Bucks beat the Lakers last night, 111-104. What a game, by the way. Giannis Nakumbo flexing, imposing his will, even crowned himself last night. He put the crown on in front of the king, LeBron James. Giannis, 32 minutes with 34 points, 11 rebounds. The Bucks held the Lakers to their lowest point total this season in the first quarter with 17 points. Clamping down. Now, this game was... The Bucks scored 42 points in the second quarter. The Bucks were just... They were up pretty big on the Lakers. And you could kind of get the vibe that they were going to win this game. But it's the NBA. A lot of crazy stuff happens in the fourth quarter. The Lakers kind of made a little run, made a little comeback. I think the closest they got was about... I think it was eight points, I want to say, um, that they diminished their lead on the Bucks. The Bucks though, would respond every time. And then they win, like I said, 111 to 104. So Giannis is in the Kumbo. If you don't know the story of Giannis, it's absolutely incredible. Last night on the court was Giannis, his brother Thanasis, who's on the Bucks, and then um, Kostas, Kostas. I'm not Greek. I'm not good at it. Kostas, he was on the Lakers roster. So it's three Adenakumbos. Title them the Adenakun Bros. We're out on the court together. And if you look at the story of these guys. Well, technically, Giannis was on the court. The yeah, other two the, never the other ones were on the sidelines. Onto the court, but they were there. You need towel waivers. You need a little nepotism to keep Giannis happy. And then it was nice to see his other brother, too, in the, uh, the gold and purple. So the story of Giannis is his, his parents were essentially illegal immigrants into Greece. Uh, and then they grew up in a shack. They grew up with no money. They grew up sharing shoes. They shared shoes, and they would have to run miles to a local dilapidated gym where dudes would put down a like a, a, a heaters. They'd be smoking like Marbreds, a pack of Marbreds as they were playing basketball. It was, you know, it's a bunch of like hairy old dudes at the Y. And here's the here's the Cumbros balling out in Greece. No one really knows who they are. All of a sudden, there's like, you know, this is like the budding, budding, YouTube's budding, I should say. And these videos are coming out of this guy, and there's some, you know, some NBA scouts like, hey, there's this commodity out in on Greece. He's really raw talent, but he's got a lot of intangibles, blah, 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 blah. John Hammond, Bucks GM at the time, goes out there. He's like, I got to draft this guy. The Bucks draft Giannis and then the Kumbo. I remember, I'll never forget it, on that Bucks night, I was pissed. I think everyone was pissed. Because you throw in all the Bucks blunders before in the first round, and you're like, oh, another typical Buck signing. They'll sign some guy that no one's ever heard of and will flame out of the NBA and we will go back to just winning 15 to 20-some games a season. Right? Am I wrong on that? Was anyone? We all were thinking that on draft night, right? I wanted them to draft Shane Larkin, who is now playing in, like, Europe. <laughs> so I'm glad I was wrong. Nelly, right? Yeah, I'm kind of with the along the same lines as Nathan. I wanted another player that – was basically just a role player in the NBA the whole his whole career. And I think most people thought when they heard the name Giannis Antetokounmpo, they thought it was just another big white European player that will never actually play for the Bucks. I'm looking at this guy and I'm like Giannis had done the the good the bungo? Huh? Huh? What I can't even say this guy's name. And now Giannis Antetokounmpo after sharing shoes with his brothers playing in a dilapidated gym, is now set to make half, no, I'm sorry, a quarter of a billion dollars with the Supermax contract coming up. He bested LeBron James, the king, last night at the Pfizer Forum. He bested Anthony Davis, who's another phenomenal talent. That was basically Giannis versus Anthony Davis last night. But Giannis Nakumbo put the crown on in front of LeBron James at the Pfizer Forum. I've never in a million years... As a Bucks fan who watched them pl- win 15 games in one season, that would be Giannis's rookie year, I never in a million years thought I'd be seeing a, seeing a Milwaukee Buck put on the crown in front of LeBron James, who's, by the way, probably going to win the MVP again, back-to-back MVPs, the most wins in the NBA, the best team in the NBA, coming off the most wins uh, you know, last year, 60 wins, probably a favorite, if not the favorite, to win the finals right now. Is Giannis Adendokounmpo, has the torch been passed? Is Giannis Adendokounmpo now the king of the NBA? I had the Twitter pull up, yes or no, at Zone Madison. You guys, Nelson, I'm, I'm sure you'll probably say no. Nathan, have you got – Nelson, let me get you guys' initial takes on this poll. Is Giannis Adendokounmpo now the king? He 100%. Put, he put the crown on last I night. I mean, 
MVP last year. He's having a better year this year outside of free throws, which I close my eyes every time he shoots free throws. because It looks pretty, like he does too. It's, it's pretty ugly. But literally having a better year than his MVP year, and it it looks like he's still getting better. Like it, All of his shooting is better. He's taking smarter shots. He's making better passes. He's knowing when to kind of take over and when to kind of – you know, let those other guys do their thing in Middleton, Bledsoe, and, you know, Brooke, whoever it is. He knows how to play in this system, and good luck stopping it. And LeBron James saw that last night. It was It's not LeBron James' team anymore, and Giannis kind of showed him that. It was, like you said, it was Anthony Davis versus Giannis. Yeah. Giannis scored 14 when Anthony Davis was the closest defender, which is like the most Anthony Davis has given up all year to one, one guy. Yep. Which is wild. So, like you said, the passing of the torch that they did with the 2000, 2010s, 2020s, that's Giannis. It has to be. Nelly? See, I wouldn't necessarily say the torch is passed, but I do like what I'm say- uh, seeing from Giannis. You know, I always said he needed to develop a shot. He needed to develop that long-range shot, and he's shooting the ball over 33% now from three, which is a huge improvement from last year, which well, now yeah. teams actually have to – they actually have to come out and guard him out there because if you can make at least one of every three, it pays off. But when you were making, what did he make, like 27 Yeah, it was, it was upper 20s. Yeah. Now that he's he's above 33%, that makes him that much more dangerous. The only thing where I'm going to hesitate and say maybe the crown's not necessarily passed is just because we talked about it yesterday. It's December. True. If, if this took place in June, oh, yeah, totally Totally but, the crown would have been passed. But even Kyle Korver, a Milwaukee Buck player, said, we aren't even going to remember these games. Yeah, It's an NBA game in December. I don't even like to tune into the NBA until it's April. Last night, Giannis, Giannis did the same thing last night. But Giannis and Nakumbo, a career high. He had a career high. He was 5 of 8 from three-pointers. Giannis was pulling up. You know when the Bucks lost to the Mavs, Kristaps Porzingis was hitting from like almost half court at yeah. will. Giannis Antetokounmpo was pulling up from almost half court last night and draining threes. He was five of eight for a three-pointer, and everyone said, what was the knock on Giannis last year? He needed to get that jumper, like Nelson was just saying, or he could shoot the three. Giannis is now shooting the three, and he's doing it pretty well. So I'm watching the game last night, and I got to laugh at I guarantee if Giannis was in a major market, they wouldn't be saying what they were saying about Giannis last night. First it was Giannis. Giannis was imposing his will, getting to the rack, Dunking. Giannis is, Giannis is a sick dunker. Like The dude can just get to the rack and throw down, no problem. Now he's shooting threes. So the knock on Giannis was last year, well, you can't shoot that three. Last night, as Giannis is throwing down and hitting threes, the announcer was like, oh, I don't know. If he could only get that mid-range. If Giannis could only get that mid-range. Giannis. I'd say the mid-range is pointless. It's the uh, worst shot in basketball. I know. The mid-range is dead, but especially in the Bucks' offense. What the man drive to the rack? What do you? What the thing you... that concerns me would be his free throw shooting. Just True. because in crunch True. time you can't give the best player the ball because he'll be a liability on the what line. What would you rather but have your player do? Get out of here. What would you rather have your player do? A high percentage shot of dunking the ball or shooting a mid-range? Giannis gets to the rack at will against anyone and throws down. He can't be stopped. You get that little hero step, too. Woo! Giannis is sick, dude. It's been mathematically found that the mid-range slash a long two is the worst shot in basketball. Why would you want to be taking them? He hit five of eight from three-pointers, and he's flushing it. They do it. The best two teams in the NBA met at the Pfizer Forum last night. And you know who came out victorious? Your Milwaukee Bucks, 111 to 104. In fact, one point during the game, Giannis and Nakumbo in front of LeBron James put the crown on. I know if, if you're watching on Twitch, you can see me, but if you're listening on radio, I know you can't see me, so use your imagination. Imagine me picking up a crown and putting it on my head. That's what Giannis did last night. So I had the Twitter pull at Zone Madison. Uh, Joan Ebo wondering, after he crowned himself, is Giannis and Nakumbo the king of the NBA? I voted yes. Nathan, you voted yes. Nelson, you voted. Man, I wish there was a third answer. Just because I don't know if I can officially give it to him because it's a game in December. If he did this exact same thing and the Bucks and Lakers are on this exact timeline to play again and it's June, yes, I would definitely crown him. So this is new on Twitter. What is this? I have the poll up on Twitter at Zone Madison. This is very new. They have, per- they have decimal points now for polls. Rowdy. You could have used this 
Do you guys see this? Wow. Look at, if you're on a desktop, look at this. I've never seen this on Twitter before. There must have been an update. Rowdy, you could have used this when it comes to the ultimate D-bag bracket. They Tw got decimal points now. Twitter only changes these polls when they care about what's going on. I don't, I don't see it. If you're on your phone, I don't see it on the phone. But on the desktop, it says right now, yes is 83.8% and no 16.2. I've never seen decimal hmm. points on a Twitter poll before. The deep state was out to get me from the start last summer. Well, deep state is always out to get. Well done, Jack. Jack, there's a loser. I love Twitter, though. <laughs> deep state, always out to get you, Nelson. All right, so that poll's going on. I also put it on Facebook at Zone Madison uh, as well. 608-321-1670 is the uh, telephone number. I just said the Twitter and the Facebook Zone Madison. Uh, Rowdy in, Nelson's in. We got Nathan in as well. Joe, see ya. He's out. He gone. It's refreshing. That's how you described it, right? Yeah, refreshing. You're not being harassed, poked, the whole time. prodded, poked, kissed, stinky farts. Any other thing you don't like? Yeah, no solar flares today. No though. solar flares today. I also. How about the, the Bloody Mary God smiling upon me? Not only is Joe gone, but I was walking around the halls at our sister station. Uh, JJO had a Bloody Mary bar, so I got the Anytime drink. Cheers, boys. Do you guys want one? I hate to break to you. I'm not a Bloody Mary fan. That's all right. But you, you're not a fan, but can you agree that you can drink it anytime you want? Sure. See, that's fine with me. This is America. Nelly, are you a Bloody fan? Yeah, I'll drink a Bloody Mary. Normally, I got one before we started uh, Saturday mornings during yeah, football Saturday season. Saturday mornings. Uh, my wife would be bartending um, for those Badger games, and she she's just conditioned to make them extra spicy because yeah. that's why I like them. And you're not a spice guy, no. But you you would you still man up and do it if they were spicy, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd probably sip on it, but mm, 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 I'd have to let her know. Not, not, not spicy. <laughs> all right. Um, coming up at 7:30, we got the Amon um, Green show. The Packers all-time leading rusher going to join us. Break down what happened against the Bears at Lambeau, and then look ahead to. The Packers go into U.S. Bank Stadium to take on the Vikings, where the Packers are 0-3, but it's a Monday night football game. Kirk Cousins is 0-8 in Monday night football affairs. His numbers aren't bad, though. It's his defense. His defense, I think they average they're giving up 29, almost 30 points a game on Monday night footballs. That's with his time with the Skins, as well as the Vikings. But um, Delvin Cook, did you guys see Delvin Cook didn't rule himself out? Delvin Cook, all, all the rumors and all the big J's are all saying that Delvin Cook's going to be out. But then Delvin Cook comes out yesterday and says that he's not ruling himself out. Is that just a smokescreen? Something, something's something's Regardless, happening. it doesn't matter yeah. if he's going to rule himself out or if he plays. He's not going to be anywhere near 100%. Yeah. He could take one shot on the very first play, and he'll be holding his shoulder, and you won't see him the rest of the game. How yeah. effective is Like Adam Thielen when Cook. I started him one time a couple weeks ago, and he came back from a hammy, and then after three plays, he was like, oh, my hamstring hurt, and you need to sit down the rest of the game. I think, for the most part, I think it's a smokescreen. Because you know he's not going to be anywhere near as good as he is with a bad shoulder. Yeah. But they need him. Well, they're, and Rowdy was saying yesterday that their backup running back is also dinged up too, right? Yeah, Alexander mm -hmm. Madison went, went out with an injury last week. Not They're kind of hush-hush with what his status is as well. I believe that leaves them with uh, just one running back on the roster yeah. currently. What is that, Mike Boone, I think his name is? Yeah, so we'll talk about that coming up at 7.30. It's the Mon Green Show, about 20 minutes here. So, Nelson, you were saying that you wanted another option on the Twitter poll for Giannis if he's the king or not, and you said win something you know, in the playoffs. Or I think all of our Twitter polls right now need another option. Do tell. Oh, just the, the Joe oh. experience in Vegas. Oh, oh. I think we need multiple options added to these two. Well, Nathan polls. over here asked me about we should do a Joe Miller poll because Joe's in Vegas. What happens first? He gets a drink, he makes a bet, and then you want to do another one, but we won't we won't repeat yeah, that. We won't, yeah, we won't. But but I said I told Nathan the poll is already crumpled up and thrown away because Miller texted me as soon as he got to Vegas a picture of a Bloody Mary. The the anytime drink. And you could have had one today. And I have one right now. See the dice? Hear that? Mm. It's pretty good too. All right, so Nelson, you said win something, you know, later on in the season, win something in the playoffs. Maybe are you a ring guy? Like you need to be a, get some rings before you can consider yourself the king of the NBA. I don't. I think. And you a, said, well, basically, you said this game means nothing, right? Yeah, I mean, this game. It's December. Do you know who else? I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't tune into the game. You missed. You missed I a watched, pretty good game. I watched more of the women's volleyball game than I did of this. Bucks yeah, women's game. volleyball killed it. But Nelson, you know who agrees with you that this game was meaningless? Kyle Korver, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. After the game, listen to what Giannis said. All two best teams in no, the NBA. No, 
it was it wasn't a special game. Does it count? It's like it's great, you know, that we are the number one team in the NBA right now. But at the end of the day, like you know, we might see them, you know, down, you know, down in the, in the end of the season. So nobody's going to remember about this regular season game. You know, uh, our focus is to take it, you know, step by step, game by game, get better, improve as a team, and. Um, you know, our goal was not to lose two in a row, and that's what we did. It wasn't who we were playing. We were playing the Lakers or we were playing the Clippers. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. We just look, you know, at ourselves. How can we improve? Nellon. Nelly. Nellon. Nelly, how does it feel to uh, have the same mindset as the Greek freak? Well, I think, you know, I said, I'm not, you asked me if I needed rings for him to be the king of the NBA. I don't think you need rings. I think you just need to continue to build on what you did last year and say, bring them to the NBA final and ball out while you're doing it. Because I can't fault Giannis onto the Kumbo if he's dropping triple doubles in the NBA finals and they lose to the Lakers in June. Like, I would still say, if he's doing that and they still lose when they have an all-star team, I'd say the crown still probably passed because we talked about it. Anthony Davis is probably the best player on that team. It's probably no longer LeBron James. And if they win, I'd have to probably imagine that Anthony Davis would also have a huge part of that championship team for the Lakers, where Giannis, he is the guy on the Bucks. Sorry, Chris Misselton. Well, <laughs> like, you're not the guy. You're I think lucky everyone, to be a Everyone two. knows that, though, on the Bucks. Everyone but, knows that it's Giannis. But he needs the ball out. Like, yeah. he struggled against Toronto once the Celtics showed that, hey, if you kind of yeah. create that picket fence around him and make him pull up for three and don't let him just dunk the basketball, he struggles. Yeah, well, everyone, everyone struggled in the in the Toronto series. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think for him to take that next step, he, even if everyone else is struggling around him, has to dominate the game because he's that much better. Yeah, so Giannis gets a— Giannis, Then I will say he is the king if he can do that, and he doesn't even have to win an NBA championship. Giannis was 5 for 8 from three-pointers last night. It was a career high for him. And what was the knock on Giannis? He need, Giannis was developing a three-point shot in the offseason. He needed to shoot the ball from long range. And what did he do? He was 5 for 8 against the second-best team in the NBA. I mean, Giannis is I, – I've been saying this for a few years now. Giannis has not even peaked of how good he is. That's the scary thing. And my, I wouldn't go that far. He hasn't. Giannis has gotten better every single year. If you go look up the analytics, every week the NBA will release a graph of all like the top 50 players in the NBA, of where they, the, where they rank, of how good their offense is and how good their defense is. And it also goes the other way, of how bad their offense is and how bad their defense is. It's, it's a giant graph, and they have the, the pictures of their faces on it. Giannis Dendekumbo is on an island of his own in the upper right corner of this graph. And if you're the upper right corner, that means you have the best defense in the NBA and the best offense in the NBA when it comes to plus-minus, your value on the court. Giannis Adenokounmpo is on an island of his own of the best offense and the best defense when it comes to plus-minus when it comes to the analytics. He has done that better and better every single year. He is, he is the reason why the Bucs won 60 games last year, the reason why they only lost back-to-back games one time, the reason why they're in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, the reason I mean, he won the MVP. Giannis Adenokounmpo is now having better numbers than last year. Giannis Adenokounmpo has got the Bucs Averaging more points, average, their win margin is better than the Lakers, who had Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, uh, you know, all of these all timers. When you think of when you think of the NBA of guys that are just unstoppable juggernauts of teams, they their winning margin, the Bucks was thirteen point six last time I looked, and the Lakers in the seventies was twelve point one, and that's all Giannis. See, I have to disagree with you when you say he hasn't scratched the surface. I mean, he scratched the surface. He hasn't peaked, I should say. Because, yeah, when you say he hasn't scratched the surface, I mean, that's just not true. The guy's 25 years old, and he's been in the league for what, like seven, seven years? years? I think he's scratched the surface. Now, has he peaked? Has he plateaued? No, he's still, yeah, he's he still on an upward trajectory. He hasn't peaked. And he's, <laughs> Giannis is 5 for 8 from three-pointers last night. And then the NBA wonks, who were calling the game, last year they say, well, he needs to develop an outside shot to be the most complete player. Well, he develops an outside shot. Now those same guys are saying, well, he needs to get a mid-range now. That's where I disagree. He doesn't need a mid-range. He needs to work on his free throws. It's our guy from Milwaukee, Tony Carreña. Tony, what is up? What's going on, fellas? Dude, how was it being at the Pfizer Forum to watch three of the best players in the game going at it in Milwaukee and the Bucks besting the Lakers 111-104? 
I was trying to think of a like a regular season game that was not like that going into it in just Bucks history. Like I grew up here and I try to remember a game that was that big, but they sucked when I was growing up, so it doesn't. <laughs> and the only game I could remotely think of was when the Warriors came here twenty four and or twenty three and and the owner made the shirt that said yeah. twenty four and one. And there there was a lot of attention around that game. I think because everyone thought the Bucks had like the best shot of beating them, and it was nationally televised. The Bucks were like ten and fifteen at that time. Yep, like, they weren't good. No, so but, but they beat them. Go, yeah, they beat them, and like that was cool. But <laughs> in terms of like the bigger picture, it didn't mean anything. And as far as NBA regular season games go, this one. I think this one actually may have meant a little something because the worst thing that an opponent can give a player is uh, a full head of confidence. And Giannis now has no doubt. I mean, he has no doubt that he can compete. It's not like he had it before, but when you see a LeBron James and Anthony Davis across the court from you, I think the natural human instinct is to think like that's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like that's, those are legit basketball players. They're, as Giannis called them all week, yeah. two of the top five in the world. You call them an alien. And not that, yeah, and not that Giannis isn't in that category because he clearly is, but like now I think even if it's not just for him, but it's for the Chris Middletons and the Dante DiVincenzos of the world that are just like, yo, we can play with these guys. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I had uh, the poll out at Zone Madison right now because I'm watching the Bucks game unfold and, and Giannis put the crown on. Giannis put the crown on his head in front of LeBron and the Lakers. So I asked, is LeBron, or I mean, is Giannis the new king of the NBA? Has he overtaken LeBron James? Is Giannis the king of the NBA now, Tony? Uh, uh he's got to win. He, no, 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 he's got to win. There's he no, there's no win. wrong answer in this. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm pontificating out there. I'm putting it out there. Uh, yeah, no, it is fun. I, I last night there were moments where I was like, all right, this is legit, but he still has to win, and. If he's going to do it, this is the year, especially because who I think is the, you know, it's so hard because Kawhi's a defending defending champ, right? Yeah. And even though he's quiet, I mean, he he did a number on Giannis in the in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, so I can't forget about that. And currently, Kevin Durant's hurt, and when Kevin Durant's healthy, Kevin Durant, I mean, he run, he runs the game. <laughs> he's right up there with LeBron as well. So it's really tough. It's, it's no, I love the celebration. I actually asked. Uh, at post game, before I talked to Giannis, I talked to Wesley Matthews, and I mentioned to him, I was like, "So you, you know, he does the arrow celebration when he hits a three, and I was just like, "So Giannis hit his fifth one last night and put the crown on his head. Did you, you catch that?" And he just goes, "We're, we're I'll talk to him about that tomorrow." So, <laughs> well, you, you, <laughs> so you, you I, I'm sorry. Continue. I was just gonna say, so I can't wait to follow up to see how that conversation. Yeah, totally. So you had um. Um, you had uh, texted me a couple things about the game and whatnot, and you had alluded to Giannis, you know, hitting his fifth three pointer. That was career high five of eight. And LeBron and AD both said um, that they had to tip their hat to Giannis, right? Their cap to Giannis because their game plan was to let Giannis shoot, and Giannis delivered, right? Well, that's what it seems like because when you when LeBron was asked about it, he said, you know, Giannis hits a career high five, which for that the magnitude of that game and all the build up to that to go and drop a career high in the category that people thought you are lackluster at best at is pretty incredible. And uh, LeBron just did the tip the cap motion and then asked the reporter from AP uh, if he knew what it meant. And he said, yes. And then Anthony Davis's first quote was just, you tip the cap to him. And I look at that as they, that's kind of, it's not code, but it's as the game plan was for him to go out there, them to go out there and let him shoot those shots. And if he shot those shots and hit them, they were just going to tip the cap and be like, "Look, you beat us at what we at, at what we were hoping that we were going to let you do." And uh, Giannis said afterwards, there was a play. I think it was on his fifth three, where when he got the ball in the backcourt, he knew he was going to pull up and shoot. He said, "As soon as I touched the ball, I knew I was going to pull up and shoot. I just didn't know from where." And then the, the defender was two feet back inside the three point line. And so I knew I just had to get to one spot. He wasn't going to show, he wasn't going to close out and I was going to shoot. And when someone's already four of six and you're giving them that three, that tells me your game plan is to let him keep shooting. Yeah. And if that's the game plan teams take with Giannis all season, great. And if he hits them, 
watch out. I know it's it's incredible, man. I want to talk to you about the rise of Giannis because you had an incredible story at MadCitySportsZone.com. But before we get to that, um, the national perspective of this game last night. I mean, I I heard all last year how Giannis needs to get a three pointer to be considered, you know, among the greats. Now, well, Giannis was five for eight last night. Then they're talking the national perspective that now Giannis needs to have a mid range, and it's always it's always some other thing that Giannis needs to do for them to anoint him as the next great thing. Yada yada yada. What was the national perspective? Not just on Giannis, but as the Bucks as a whole winning this game against the Lakers. Yeah, I think there's some validity to, to those analysis too, though. Like you have to you have to be a threat from different areas because um, I think it was George Hill last night said when Giannis is hitting that three, it opens up the opportunity for him to then get downhill because people will start closing out on him, and then he can you know dribble toward the basket as he likes to do. So I think there's definitely some validity to all of those things, and if they take away the drive and they double team him. Uh, he's going to have to be able to shoot his way out of that. So like that kind of stuff makes sense. But to the actual question, I saw, you know, a lot of former players are now analysts, right? And mm-hmm. I, I got to know a couple of them over the years just covering the league. And one that stuck out to me is Richard Jefferson, who now does games for ESPN. He's a very talented analyst, was a good player, actually had a stint with the Bucks, But um, he said this game clearly just meant more to uh, to Milwaukee. And he said that in, like, the first half. And, yeah, I know the Lakers have played, like, 12 or 15 on the road, and this was their fifth consecutive road game, blah, blah, blah. But if this game didn't mean anything to the Lakers, Anthony Davis wouldn't have played. Right. Like, Anthony Davis, he he wasn't I – I, I know this for a fact. He wasn't out for dinner with, with LeBron and a couple other players on Wednesday night before the game. Got, I got some eyes on the streets here. So oh, yeah. Got to keep your ears and your that. eyes on the streets, Tony. Yeah, so I know he wasn't there, um, assuming getting treatment. Um, and if this was a game that didn't mean anything to the Lakers, I don't think he would have played. It's the fifth, like I said, it's the fifth road game in a row. He didn't play the game before against Indiana, dealing with that ankle injury. They got the Clippers coming up in a week, yep. less, than, less than a week. It's Christmas Day. Like, if this game meant nothing to the Lakers, I don't think AD would have played. And I look at that and say, all right, like, yeah, it's a very easy narrative to say this game meant nothing to them. But anytime LeBron steps on the court, he takes it seriously. Like, I've covered him and I've known him long enough for, to to realize that. All you have to do is watch him and realize that. So, like, it's just like, it's a weak narrative. It's one of those things totally. where no one believes in the Bucks yet because the Bucks haven't won anything yet. And, and look, that's completely fair they choked last year well to your point like, though i mean the bucks the bucks are the best team if not the lakers the best team in the nba why would lebron be you know out there giving it all why would anthony davis be playing why would they not want to correct after they lost to the pacers like correct themselves like this meant a lot to the lakers just as it meant a lot to the bucks like this is the two best teams in the nba going at it how can it be a meaningless game it makes you know that's that's such a lazy narrative yeah, and it's frustrating, but it's one of those things, too. Like, what team, like, all right, so LeBron has been around this league long enough, so is Frank Vogel, the Lakers head coach, to know that they're going to play, you know, you play 82 games. 40 of those are probably against some really bad teams, and that's being kind, right? So 40 of those you absolutely expect to win. You need these measuring stick games to see where you ha- where you can improve and what, what you can do better, and to kind of get into guys and be like, hey, you have to play better here. You have to do this better. Like, I think that's totally fair, and I know that's what coaches do. Uh, the same way when they're blowing out a bad team, they treat it as like a mini-session on the court. Like, it's just kind of how kind of how they operate. So, I, I think the Lakers took the game serious. You could For tell sure. with the minutes LeBron played, with the minutes AD played on the bum ankle. And uh, the Bucks just, they got hot, and they would have won by more if, LeBron or if uh, Giannis and Middleton didn't get in a foul trouble. Yeah, Nelson's got a question for you. Yeah, Tony, just real quick. After the game, did you feel bad for Thanasis because he was stuck with the Costas jersey when the brothers switched and swapped jerseys? <laughs> no, Giannis had Giannis left the arena with Costas's. Jersey. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. So talk so, on talk on the Adenakumbros real quick too before um you know before we let you go here, Tony. I I think it's it's going to be a Disney movie one day. I think it's honestly. Up, it's up there with like the story of like how Venus and Serena Williams learned to play tennis and the way that their dad like you know coached them and helped them. Like this story of the there's going to be four of them. Alex is currently at Planet Dominican. Um, like six years ago, these guys were playing 
Division Two ball in Greece, and they legit shared shoes in it's a crazy. game. It's crazy. Like you can't you can't make that up. And I posted the story, MadCitySportsZone.com, and it included the commercial of Kostis and Giannis um, together. And it was like a it was like a commercial where they were dreaming of making it. <laughs> and last night, all three of them in an NBA game, all three of them active and dressed for an NBA game. Kostis isn't active very often. Um, his first ever game being active was against the Bucks last year, actually, when he played for Dallas. And, like, that story is just, even if Giannis wasn't an MVP and he was just, like, a $7 million a year guy with two other brothers in the NBA, like, that's incredible. It's but dude has, taken his, dude has taken his family, bounced back from the loss of their father, from poverty to legitimately generational money. Yeah, like, he's going to get a quarter of a billion dollars once he gets that Supermax. Yeah, and uh, Nelson, to your question, Giannis was more than proud to hold that coach's jersey <laughs> last night, as anyone who has a brother or a sibling would have been. So, no, I did not feel bad for anyone. Thanos has got the 50-game shoes. So. Tony, the story is incredible, and your article at MadStreetSportsZone.com sheds an amazing light on it. So well done to you, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm, I struggle to find a story in sports, um, especially this time of year when things are so much about family. You know, uh, the Disney could... Disney Plus, Mandalorian is single-handedly like bringing Disney Plus into the forefront. If they were to make a Giannis Adenokounmpo story, I think that would sell more than the Mandalorian. Uh, wait till after he retires, though. I don't need it to be like the blind side and like that kind of took down <laughs> Michael Orr's career sure. a little bit there. Hey, well, thank you, Tony. We appreciate your time, man. And uh, great work at Tony Carnahanian on Twitter and then at MattSuperSports.com as well. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks, dude. Take care. I'm glad we're all here to talk about some Wisconsin sports. RJ, dude. Wisconsin volleyball saw that. Holy smokes! I mean, they lost their first set. Didn't matter the, though in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, I Dude. mean, they came right back, and it's not like they lost badly in that first set. No, it was, it was very competitive the yeah, first set. And then Wisconsin rattled off three straight. The next four were pretty competitive. So I mean, yeah, it was a it well like next three because it's best yeah, yeah. best next, out of five. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean. Ever since their early season stumble, uh, the Badgers have been doing great now, themselves. I'm pretty sure when I was when I was watching the volleyball game last night, they said that Baylor had only lost. I think I heard this correctly. Baylor had only lost one set all year, and one was a Texas or one match. It was, I think it was a match. I was gonna say one set would set be insane. Would mean you're undefeated, and then I know that'd be crazy. But they're number one in, in the itself. country. Yeah, that Presley number twenty two for Baylor. I don't know how like you could dig those. She floated. She can like. The ups that she has. Yeah, and it was just like hanging there. Oh, here comes the ball. She like here was levitating. Boom. Yeah. She would jump like 30 feet in the air and then just levitate around. And the Badgers still won. It was so badass. I know. I'd, I watched that and then flipped to the Bucks game. Yeah, so we'll talk more Wisconsin real quick. Uh, to add to the madness today, we've got to welcome in our friend Chad. Chad, what is up, man? Boys, what's good? What's good? Happy Fish Fry Friday and Star Wars Day, baby. I know. What's good is we got eggnog in the house. We got JD and yeah. MSN, the purveyor of the eggnog in the house. We have what? It's, it, the cap's broke. And then we got RJ. We got <laughs> we, RJ in here. We got Nelson in here. We got Nathan funny. in here. We got all kinds of stuff going on, man. Chad, what's good? Well, I might have to roll through. I'm doing a little secret Santa shopping, then I got to head back to the office. But um, uh, to try some of that eggnog, you've seen some of my, my kids doing the eggnog challenges this year. So, <laughs> but uh, Chad, your they, kids they shouldn't be drinking this eggnog yet. unless you want them to have an early bedtime. <laughs> That'll put hair on yeah, their chest early. They can't touch that stuff yet. My my boys will try, but uh, how old's your oldest? Eleven. Yeah, I'll put a lot of hair on his chest. The one you got, the one you got to worry about is the eight-year-old. He's always down for. A little bit. Dude, it tastes like. <laughs> how would you describe this, JD? It tastes just like. You can't even taste the booze in it. It no. tastes like eggnog. Then all of a sudden you're on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. That's nice. No, I was calling about uh, <laughs> last night. I was calling about the Bucks because I was at the game that they lost. I, I I feel like I'm a bad luck charm because they broke that streak when I went to the game against Dallas, but. Um, I watched that game last night, and you saw Giannis. And to me, this is what that game felt like. It felt like a changing of the guard. I, you guys might not be old enough to remember, but I can remember the 91 playoffs when the Pistons walked off the floor when, when, uh, they, when the Bulls finally vanquished them. And it felt a lot like that. Like Giannis was finally saying, this is my lead. I got this now. That's, that's exactly what last night felt like. Chad, he put the crown on. He put the crown on in front of LeBron. I, I, I saw that, and he was taking. I mean, he was hitting big shots. It, he can, he can do whatever he wants to do on the floor, and and nobody really can stop him. Now, 
we saw what happened last year against Toronto. It was more or less they couldn't stop Kawhi Leonard. He won eight, but he's taking his game to the next level with these three-point shots. So I don't know. I gotta I gotta go pick up some of some of these essential oils for my office administrator for Secret Santa. But essential I might try and oils. get some of that noggin in a minute. Hopefully, you're they're not listening. They just found out. Everyone listened to the Joe and Ebo <laughs> show, Chad. So <laughs> I mean, you're just outing yourself, bro. No, it's all good. I know she's not, but uh, I might roll through in a minute. I might roll that. through in a minute. All right, yeah. if you do, we're here till ten, so you come on down, baby. All right. All right nice talking to you, Chad. All right. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. JD, do you recommend kids drinking this eggnog? Uh probably not. But but you're right though. I mean you're you're right though. It is early bedtime yeah, if dude. they have a, a little a little shot here. I got there. some like last minute Christmas shopping to do today, so I might end up sleeping on my floor in my office Ooh, here if I drink naps. any more of this. Floor naps are legit though. Yeah. All right, RJ, so you got Minnesota then lost to Stanford back to volleyball uh after the Badgers beat Baylor. So you got Stanford, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Stanford, Wisconsin in the in the finals Saturday. Wisconsin, correct me if I'm wrong. Wisconsin has never won a national title in volleyball, right? Correct. I don't think they've been they've a three-time. They've been a finalist. Yeah. So they're going yeah. for the win. This is huge. This is great. I mean, when it's, I know it's not a money-making sport, but I think it kind of is now. Don't they sell tickets, like, immediately at the yeah. field house? Yeah, I mean, to the point where they're going through feasibility studies on reopening the upper deck. Really? I think they have to like totally studies. redo it. Uh, <laughs> well, but, you can fall right through. Well, no, not, not just that. I, they're not upkeeping. I, mean, I, I think like it. They're keeping it to the point where it doesn't violate code, but I'm not sure you can oh, put enough people on there because I'm pretty sure that's still all wood. Code. This is the government trying to get money from you and get them cold. <laughs> Come on, bro. Permits. What? Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah so. so this is huge for Wisconsin volleyball. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. In fact, we're going to have Bonnie coming on uh, later in the show to talk about it. The yeah, voice of Wisconsin yeah. volleyball. Point, Wisconsin. Point, Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so let's go move to football real quick, boys. And then I want to get your take on basketball. But football, Jonathan Taylor, uh, first unanimous two-time All-American for Wisconsin in his history. Yep. But can't get an invite to New York for the Heisman. It's a, that one's a popularity contest. I mean, when you're when you're on a specific position, I mean, he's a two-time Joe Walker winner. Yeah. Um, no matter what anybody says on there's better running backs out there, you no, there's not. When you have 6,000 rushing yards in 3 years, that's that's <laughs> not something to say. Well, I just want an so is better this year. I mean, sure, maybe in rushing yards, but then add in his receiving yards and his total touchdowns and all that, and you just have the best running back in the country. And some people can say that's J.K. Dobbins. You know what? It's already been voted on. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just asking for an invite. Like I'm not saying you should win the damn Heisman, but just an invite. They base it off of points, though. So yes. when you're f- five, 400 points behind the number four guy, um you're not going to get the invite for some odd reason because you don't have a chance. Even though it's predetermined before the show even starts, only one person has a chance. So you might as well just send one person to the Heisman Trophy presentation. I mean, nothing's official yet, and I think we all know that Jonathan Taylor's going to be gone, but is there any any iota, any, uh, anything at all that Jonathan Taylor's coming back? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Chase Young said he's coming back, RJ. Well, he's got to collect his last paycheck from the yeah. agent. <laughs> his last or his, he's got another his year next year, left year of, of them coming up. If you had to choose between going back to Ohio State or play for the Browns, or not not the Browns, the Bengals, the uh, Dolphins, Dolphins the... Uh, just go down the list, of the Redskins, uh, the Jets, the Jets, the Lions, the Lions. I mean, where would you rather play? I would rather be a superstar in Columbus not having to worry about anything and getting paid under the table, yeah. allegedly, than and, have to play for a dumpster fire organization. And, and for the most part, a defensive end would have a longer NFL career than the average running back. But does that, I mean, with Chase Young saying, do you think Chase Young comes back? Do you think he's telling the truth? Like, it's legit? I No. I mean, personally, I think I would go to Detroit, but that would be obviously for other reasons because I would try and get an endorsement deal with Lil C's. Yeah, and you can get a you can get a house for like a dollar. I want some free pizza. You can get a house for a dollar in Detroit, Nelson. We looked it up last year. 
Yeah. And it's a little it's a remodel. And they're, and they're not really going fast. <laughs> it's a remodel. It's definitely a remodel, but you get the property for a dollar. It's got holes in it, but hey. I mean, JD, you just bought you just bought some new land building a house. I mean, how you got other people living there for a dollar? Yeah, for a dollar. I mean, I, I wish I only had to spend a dollar. <laughs> I've spent a fortune already and, and and don't even have a hole in the ground yet. <laughs> I mean, JD, you've been, I mean, you're not to date you or, you know, make you sound old or something, but you're the oldest here. I mean, you've, you've seen. By far. By far. Uh, and, and you have no problem with me saying that. Correct? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It is what it is, man. I mean, let's go back, you know, let's go back years and years and years. Do you think if Jonathan Taylor was playing 10, 20 years ago, he'd be invited, wait, winning the Heisman Trophy? All I have to do is look at the uh, statistics be, uh, from when uh, Derrick Henry won the Heisman Trophy. That was what? Th- Jonathan three, Taylor's numbers ago? are better up and down, yeah. and 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 can't even get, and can't even get invited. I mean, how would how good would he have looked at that Heisman presentation with with that swag he was rocking uh, when he won the right. Dork Walker? Right? Yeah, that was a nice looking suit. It was a nice looking suit. It's just <laughs> it's just kind of you know whatever. I mean. It's a quarterback award now. He won the Doak Walker. That's you know. That's you hang your hand on that. Yeah. Now, so, it's a sex appeal award, just like uh, just like the NFL MVP. I mean, it, it's it, it's sex appeal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's all said and done with now. Whatever. Congratulations. Well, I mean, you to could Burles. go right down the line with Derrick Henry, you know, Ingram, all these Alabama running backs that have been there. Richardson. If, if Jonathan Taylor is wearing yeah. an Alabama, if he was, had the Crimson Tide, he'd be there. If, if he's in the SEC, he's he he's sitting at the table. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Trent, I mean, water. Trent Richardson can't even read where to run the football for a hole, the, and he no, can, no, the he X- can be invited there. Jonathan right. Taylor sets records in three years. The XFL just said that they have better talent in the XFL, more talent than Johnny Menzel and Trent Richardson. That's the XFL spurning you. So, anyways, hey, let's, it's water on the bridge. He was a Bama now. back. He was. Yeah. yeah. All right, RJ, let's move forward uh, Saturday. Wisconsin's going to play or host UW-Milwaukee. Yeah. Micah Potter's been freed. Good for him. Is this going to be the answer that uh, Wisconsin was looking for? Sure. At home, they'll probably blow him out. What if about this is on the road? I'd be a little yeah, I was going to say, okay, at home, yeah, Wisconsin can shoot, and they're good at home. What about on the road? Is Micah Potter the answer for their, 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 woesome, their woes on the road? No. I got a question. I mean, following like up. he's he's good being an, another big man, more traditional big man in there. But I mean, you look at his stats from Ohio State; they're not eye popping. It's just good having another big body who is more apt to take those minutes rather than kind of play a lean forward out of position. More egregious: Jonathan Taylor not getting invited to New York, or the NCAA silencing Micah Potter's transmission for a season and a half. Micah Potter. That's I, isn't there's, it? It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You have guys who legitimately were allowed to play after playing an entire season. Yeah. And not sig- sitting out, never having a red shirt, uh, and not graduating, get to play right away. You had – it's just, uh, who is the guy transferred to Virginia Tech for football? And because oh, he was offensive lineman, he was five miles. Because yeah. his, his mom had brain cancer. Right. Outside of the circle, he was five miles outside of the radius around his hometown. And he moved back to help his mom out, who was like dying. Right. Yeah, and they were like, "Nope." And then you have nope. like you have Tate Martell, who transferred from Ohio State because he wasn't going to play. You had Joe Burrow transfer Justin from Ohio Fields. State. Justin Fields. Yeah. Justin Fields. You go down this list of all these guys who. Are transferring because they didn't get their way, and Micah Potter sat out, went to school, got good grades, left Ohio State after sitting out, got good grades too, got good grades, got good grades here, three point five at Ohio State, three point three at UW, and was told Ohio State signed off on it. Yep, I, I, that's more egregious than the an arbitrary award RJ, that gets decided remember that one time, by popularity. Remember that one time when someone came in here and asked you, how do you get up? How do you sleep at night? I do. That was great. Someone should go to the NCAA, and, and that same guy should ask that question to the NCAA. <laughs> how do you get up in the morning and go to work? How do you even sleep at night, you yeah. turds, you losers? <laughs> 
Wow, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, they should, that should happen. I think that guy had displaced. It's called displaced anger. Yeah, he was mad at the NCAA. But Probably took it, on took it out on me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so RJ, uh, let me ask you on the Big Ten conference as a whole before we let you go here. Uh, everyone in the Big Ten for basketball is one and one, besides Michigan State, who's two and zero, oh, and Northwestern, who's zero oh and two. Everyone else in the conference is one and one. Obviously, that one Wisconsin following the Rutgers, which yeah. turns out Rutgers actually is not. They got some athletes on that team. Right. They're not that bad, but but still, it doesn't look good. Can Wisconsin finish fourth or better in the Big Ten with you know Ohio State, Michigan State, now Illinois looking good and yada yada yada? Sure. I mean, they, do they have? You didn't sound yeah, confident yeah, in that answer. You're playing half of those games at home, so. <laughs> I mean, you got you got a yeah, shot. You're really it. hanging on that yeah. home uh, home record there. <laughs> yeah, you got a shot of it in nine of those eighteen games, or do they play twenty now? Um, Is it eighteen or twenty? I think yeah. it's eighteen. Yeah, so you got a shot in nine of those. Um, <laughs> RJ, you're not selling much sizzle here. I, I, that, I don't see how you can. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at how they've played at home. They look good. Then you go on the road and Oof. you just it's like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. How to play basketball. It's weird to see a lot of a lot of Badger fans really do think that Micah Potter is going to be the savior when he comes back. Over under on Saturday six and a half points. I'll say over just because I think he'll get enough minutes to get there. How much does Wisconsin win by over UW Milwaukee? Well, if they play like they did against Indiana, twenty plus. They play like they did against Rutgers. I don't think that's happening at home. Uh, but it's what about if they 10? play like <laughs> Eastern Illinois? <laughs> I don't know. RJ, you're not. <laughs> like, I, like, this is not a team I can, like, just flat out say, yeah, they're winning. RJ, I want to go back. We had that poll before the Badger basketball season started. What was it, over under 24 wins, Nelson? Uh, 23. 23, and Nelson and I did the over. I want to. Never I, regret I something so under fast in my life. I want to re-vote. I, I want I my thought, vote back. I thought right around 20, but I'm so I'm glad I, I went with the under. How are you going to go uh, from Mothman to the voice I, of the Wisconsin Volleyball, Bonnie? Bonnie Olson. I can't I can't think of a good segue here talking about Mothman to Pittsburgh Volleyball. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Bonnie. I'm not sure. So if you can help me, that'd be great. No conspiracy theory here. Wisconsin Volleyball beat Baylor last night 3-1 to one in the semis to go to the national championship tomorrow in Pittsburgh where you are it at. It gives me goosebumps just hearing you say that. It was so fun last night at PPG Arena, and Badger fans are everywhere. And what I realized them walking around Pittsburgh is that even – I mean, you see the Nebraska fans, and I'm sorry, I hate Nebraska volleyball. And, <laughs> you know, even the Nebraska fans are like, you guys just killed us this year, and we're rooting for you. And it's so much fun because there's always a Wisconsin connection. You guys know that. Yeah. Wherever you go, you find a Packer fan. You find a Badger fan, but finding Badger fans around this city has been pretty easy, and they've just been cheering their heads off for the Badger volleyball team. It's it's pretty special year. I'm really excited. So, Bonnie, if uh, if people aren't familiar, you know, if they're just new to the Wisconsin volleyball uh, scene and they're wondering who we're talking to right now, can you give me the point point Wisconsin? Because you, <laughs> you are really the voice. You're the voice of Wisconsin volleyball. Are you not? <laughs> Are you not? I am. You are. My so 21st, I my twenty first year announcing. Twenty first year. year announcing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, Bonnie. I always get goosebumps because I, I I've been to the field house and I'm just there. I mean, yeah, the volleyball is like added bonus, but I'm there to hear and see Bonnie. Aww. So can Thanks. you can you give me the the point Wisconsin? You'd like that right now, please. I sure can. Point Wisconsin. Yay! <laughs> so Bonnie, I'm I'm on Twitter last night. I'm always on Twitter, but I'm on Twitter last night. Yeah. And uh, Wisconsin Volleyball's official account at Badger VB, they tweeted out this video. It says the voice of the Badgers getting the best fans in the country going. And here you are in a 30 second video pumping up the crowd <laughs> at a bar. Did you know that you are now Twitter famous? I didn't have any idea, but I got to tell you something about this bar. It's called Cafe Fifth Ave. And it's right next to the arena, and it's it's so cool. It's a place where we kind of made our home, Badger Bar. So I was hanging up a flag outside with the owner yesterday, and he tells me he needs to take a picture next to the flag to send to his neighbor. And I said, well, who's your neighbor? T.J. Watt. No way. Yeah, <laughs> that's his neighbor. So he's like, I have to send this to him because he'll be so happy. I finally have a Badger flag hanging at my bar. That's awesome. You so, Look at you just rock starring it down there. 
It was so fun. And the fans packed the bar. The band came in. And the best part was there was a company Christmas party going on upstairs of this bar. And we were kind of nervous about it because people were coming in and it was packed. And we drank them out of beer as usual. Well, yeah. your fans do. Of course. I mean, we're Wisconsinites. Exactly. And Bucky continued. He went right upstairs into this company Christmas party. And I'm like, oh, no. And I went to chase him to get him out of the party and everyone's taking selfies with Bucky and they're like, no, he's fine. He's fine. And the band played and we had a great time. And, you know, it's, this has been a really special year for the Badger volleyball team because I've, like I said, I've been doing this a long time, but to, to get the feeling behind them with, with what they have going on, this is the Badger volleyball team that can win the national championship. That's so and crazy. You 21 I've years, 21 years, right? Right. I mean, Lauren Carlini was an amazing setter, All-American, fantastic. She's with USA Volleyball right now. But the hitters we have on this team that back up Sydney Hilly, our setter now, they're fantastic. Emmy, Emmy Dodge is a back row player from um, East Troy, and she's flying all over the court. And then we have Dana Redke and, of course, Molly Haggerty and Grace Loberg and Danielle Hart. It's just this amazing team, and I – was talking to a former Badger player yesterday who's here who said that she picked the Badgers to to win the championship a long time ago. People laughed at her, but it's coming true. Bonnie, it's incredible. I'm watching last night, and ba- Baylor's number one, was number one in the country, correct? Like they were a phenomenal yes. team, didn't they? Didn't they sweep the Badgers earlier in the year? Correct me um, if I'm wrong. I think we took we took one set oh, against one. them. I think early in the year, but no, they beat them up pretty bad. So that so. number twenty two for Baylor Presley. Like, yeah, did she, yeah was question. she jumping out of the gym? Like, how did she did she jump out of the gym? Like, <laughs> what's crazy to watch her is she hangs, she jumps, and it's like it feels like she's sitting there for like three seconds waiting for the ball to get to her. But see, that's the thing that the Badgers have that other people don't. You know, they have a Yasiana Presley, and they always set to her. Yeah, but the Badgers, Sydney has five or six players she can set to, and she knows she's going to get a kill. It's that's how diverse the team is, and that's what makes it so special. And to see a player like they were shutting down Yasiana Presley last night and just blocking her, and it was so fun to watch. And the fans are into it, and Barry was cheering, and everybody's having a good time. So, so what's uh, what's on agenda for today for you guys and the volleyball team, and tomorrow? Uh, what time do they play tomorrow? If, uh, if you know off the top of your head, I want to say tomorrow is at seven o'clock. Yeah, I'll look for I'll I'm look for sure. it right now. I have it right in front of me. Yeah. And then what's, and what's today, on the agenda for you guys? Well, today they have a championship banquet because they named the All-American. So they have an All-American banquet. And the Badgers have five, four All-Americans? Five All-Americans. Dana Recchi is a three-time All-American. Sydney Hilly um, got named All-American. And uh, Molly Haggerty was named second-team All-American. And Grace Loberg was um, the honorable mention. So they're doing an All-American banquet today. And... So they can hang out with, you know, Karch Karai and yeah. all the famous volleyball players. <laughs> and then they get ready to play tomorrow. That's And there's so a cool. red carpet walk. And it's, it's, it's a really great event. And we were talking to Emmy Dodge's dad this morning. And he said that his, you know, he, his family is packing up three more cars to drive out to the game tomorrow. How, so. how cool. How special. And I'm so glad. Well, yeah. I mean, I miss you here on the hallways, Bonnie. Nelson and I were talking about it. Like, we're, we're getting a little little chunkier on the, th- like, you know, the waist here. Our, our belly's going a little <laughs> bigger because you're always feeding us so much food. And we miss you. We miss you around uh, these parts. But we're glad you're having such a good time out in Pittsburgh with the volleyball team. Well, I miss you guys, too, and I'm sure it's quieter in the hallway, and I know you guys are hungry, so I'll get you food when I get back. Bonnie, it's really quiet because Joe's not here. It's really nice. See, I I picked a bad time to leave if Joe's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Bonnie, we love you, and you have fun in Pittsburgh, okay, and on Wisconsin. Before you go, can you give me one more point, Wisconsin? Point, Wisconsin. I love you, Bonnie. Love you. Bye. See you later. Bye. There she is, the voice of the Badgers, Bonnie Olsen. I freaking love her. The nicest person ever. Uh, Bonnie. Yeah, Saturday they'll play Stanford for the championship. How exciting, man. We welcome in our gambler to the stars, Raphael. Raph, I wish you could have some of this eggnog we got here. You eggnog kind of guy? No, I'm not an eggnog type. Right? Just just the thought of dairy sitting out before you drink, uh, it doesn't sound good to me. Well, there's well, it's 190 proof, so I think any germs are killed immediately, Raphael. <laughs> good, very good point. Very good point. Touche. So, Raph, Miller is in Vegas. You are actually, you pieced out of Vegas for a bit. You were in, in New Orleans. He knew you knew Joe said? was coming. You knew Joe was coming, so you said peace out, right? 
yes, I normally the Vegas and Christmas time is weird. It, it, it's not that festive. It's 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 just a weird vibe. So normally I try to get out of there and, uh, during uh, during Christmas time. Well, it's bowl season, Raphael. You said that you get uh, more access to bowl games and whatnot. Easier to travel when you're in New Orleans. So what bowl games are you eyeing up on? Can can Nelson tell you the one he picked and you can give it the yay or the nay? Yeah, well, let me hear what he's got. All right, I like two bowl games this weekend. One is SMU minus three, and the other one is Washington minus three and a half. I guess the only question I'm going to ask you before you give your opinions on that, can you kind of tell people how important it is to get games at three instead of three and a half? Or, like, how how important just half a point is to betters? Oh, oh it's huge. I mean, it's, it's all about our industry. It's all about line shopping. Because I say it, sports gambling is almost like the market. You're betting a number, and sometimes I could care less who's winning or what's the name on that jersey. If I got a great number, that's the number I'm looking at. So if you have a half a point on a three in college basketball or college basketball, NBA, uh, college football, NFL, that's a big key number because three is huge, especially in three points in college hoops, field goal in football. So, yeah, get up that half a point. Now, if you like the plus, make sure you get that half a point. For me, I'm going to go against you on Washington because does Washington really want to play in this Peterson Bowl Boise always throws out magic in bowl games. They played in this Las Vegas bowl, but make sure I made sure I had that plus three and a half. If you're going to take the Cougars, make sure you get that minus three. Oh, it's Chris Peterson's last game. They're going to be up for it. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's true like that, but I've heard some uh, grumblings that a lot of these kids were kind of upset that he's leaving. Uh, Raphael, I want maybe we'll talk a little bowl in a little bit, but on Monday, obviously we have you on Friday, so you're not going to be here on Monday, but on Monday there's a big game at U.S. Bank Stadium. The Packers are going there to take on the Vikings. Right now I see what the Vikings, I, last I checked, was five and a half favorite of the Vikings. What do you see in this game? What do you think about this game? Here's another one. If you're going to line shop, make sure you get the better number because I can guarantee you the public is going to move this game up to six in Minnesota because let's face it, Green Bay has not won a game at U.S. Bank Stadium. Green Bay has not looked good on the road as the Chargers when the, when the Charger fans were nowhere to be found at home because it was covered by Green Bay fans, and they laid an egg on the road. If you like Green Bay, wait, because you can get probably plus six or six and a half. If you like the Vikings, get it now because that number is going to move. I'm leaning towards a really, really close game. I think whoever wins, wins by a field goal. I also like the under in this game, 46 and a half. Well, Raphael, let me ask you, when you're setting a line and you have – the Packers are 0-3 in U.S. Bank Stadium, but Kirk Cousins is 0-8 on Monday Night Football. It's a Monday Night Football game. What do you, what do, you do with that information when you're setting a line? We're just looking at what the, what the better is going to contact with. The betters know that yeah. Green Bay is not really that fair on the road. The Packer D offense has not been really what we've seen in year after year of Aaron Rodgers. He's not been really putting up big numbers. So we knew right away Minnesota's probably going to come in with some heavy action. As soon as we posted that number, uh, I think 60, like 70, 60 to 70% of the action was all the way on Minnesota. This, op- this one opened up at four and a half and five, so it quickly moved. So that's why we'll probably move it to six, probably Monday, and get all that Green Bay action. Because let's face it, Green Bay betters are more around than Viking betters. Uh, Raphael, before I get your picks and you know, what, you, what you were liking out there, I have to ask you, do you – and you can gamble on literally anything, and you guys at my bookie AG and whatnot are always bringing out crazy lines. Do you do a lot of entertainment props, right? Like a lot of like obscure prop bets, yeah. Yeah, all the entertainment prop bets and politic prop bets on my bookie so, come from this sick head of mine. So let me ask you: I mean, with with impeachment happening or happened, and then do you have acquittal prop bets? Like when it comes, if it ever comes to the Senate. Uh, we're going to put stuff like that right now. Will we have, will Donald Trump leave via impeachment? Will he leave via, will he resign? Uh, I'm going to put up a Republican vote impeachments over under one and a half Republicans vote. Yes or no. I'm going to put McConnell. What would he do? And uh, I'm going to put it to like, will Mitch, will Mitt Romney vote? Yes or no on that. So I'm going to put a whole bunch of stuff up this weekend, uh, for that. But let's face it. Uh, as if the election was today, we have four more years. Yeah. Oh no, I totally agree. And then, like, if it, like, how, how do you set lines like that though? Like, if, how, do, how do you just do that in the political realm? I know for like sports, you have numbers and all this stuff. But how do you do it in the political realm of setting lines for stuff like that? I do a lot of reading, and I know a lot of people are now in the politics worlds and stuff like that, and and uh, writers and stuff like that. So I, I just get as much information as possible, and then I, then I look at it as a sports point of view. What two way action am I going to get? So it's all about getting two-way action and finding out and talking to important people. So let me let me ask, like, just gut instinct, 
um, getting removed from office, how big of a long shot would that be as a better? Uh, very, very long shot. I, I, he's, he, I would not be shocked if he does win the next election. He wants to go another four years and try to be a three-term president. He's going to go out <laughs> kicking and screaming. So <laughs> it's going to be a, a very hard. But, but you know what? The Demo- I've been telling people that Democrats have the, themselves to blame if they lose this election. It's been a train wreck. You last night's debate. Who put the debate on, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a holiday weekend? With Star Wars coming out, no one watched yesterday's debate. Yesterday's debate was a low, the lowest view debate I think in the last ten years. Horrible, horrible right, time. Man. Better odds: Sister Mary School, the blind beating Alabama on football, or Trump getting removed from office? Uh, the blind. Oh, give me the blind all day long. That running back for the blind uh, is, is no joke. <laughs> you just tell him to go straight. He goes north and he's gone. All right, Raphael. Before I let you go, what's the, what game are you dialing in on before I let you go here? What's like? What's your pick uh, of the week weekend? I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore the loved ones and the family on Christmas Eve and watch Hawaii and BYU. Should be a fantastic game. BYU's played there before. The this BYU fan base will travel to Hawaii. They beat Hawaii in their backyard. Give me BYU. Raphael, thank you so much for joining me, man. You have a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays. You too. Have a great weekend. All right, and I'm gonna drink this eggnog for you too uh, during the break, all right? Please please do. Alright, see you, buddy. Take care. There he is, Raphael, our gambler to the stars, my man. <laughs> 